Hi, everyone. Just a reminder that this show is not legal advice, trading advice, financial advice, or personal advice. Enjoy the show, and thank you very much. Yo, yo, welcome to Crypto 101, the average consumer's guide to cryptocurrency. This is Matthew Aaron, and I'm going to call this a mini-sode because it's about 15 minutes long. And this mini-sode is inspired by a video that was passed around the internet around two weeks ago, which depicted Brock Pierce in Puerto Rico taking advantage of capital gain tax exemptions. Well, this video caused a lot of debate and conversation on the Crypto 101 community. And part of the Crypto 101 community is a good friend of ours, Bianca Guerrero, who is a news reporter in Tampa. And Bianca is Puerto Rican, and she has a lot of facts about this because she's reported on it, and she's continuing to report about this. She's also interviewed Brock a couple times. So we reached out to her to get the facts, and we welcome her onto the show to help us all understand the situation a little better in Puerto Rico. So if you're interested in this topic, please listen to this conversation, and then click on some of the links in the description, which are some of her own news reports on the topic and the video in reference. Enjoy the conversation, and we will see you after the show. Bianca Grolo. WTSP 10 News, Tampa Bay, Florida. Welcome to Crypto 101. Thank you for having me. Bianca, I wanted you on the show today because of two reasons. One, you are Puerto Rican. You have friends and family in Puerto Rico right now that it has been dealing with the aftermath of the hurricane. Also, you have interviewed and are very familiar with the crypto scenarios that are down in Puerto Rico right now. You've interviewed Brock Pierce. You've interviewed other people down there, and you know about the whole situation. People are calling it modern-day colonialism. People are calling Brock Pierce taking advantage of Puerto Rico. And other people are saying Puerto Ricans don't understand what is happening in the crypto, the blockchain space right now, and the super great opportunity they have with Brock and this money and crypto rich going down there to take advantage of these capital gain tax exemptions and low corporate tax could you please put this all into perspective for us? But first, just introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah, so I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. I moved when I was 18 to go to school in New York. And then from there, I started working in different cities as a reporter. So yes, I'm very familiar with Puerto Rico. My parents are still there. I have tons of friends and the rest of my family is still there. So I'm very well connected back with Puerto Rico. I go as often as I can. And I've been going a lot lately to report, especially after the hurricane. So that combined with a little bit of knowledge that I have in the crypto community, just because I've been fascinated by crypto and blockchain, those two worlds kind of converged with this story. So I have been back several times and I have interviewed some people involved. So when I see these videos, I see it from that perspective, from, you know, being Puerto Rican, but also having interviewed all these people and seeing it through their eyes. So what is it that you see through their eyes? Can we just paint a picture of Puerto Rico right now as it stands? It's already been some time since the major hurricane. There's still rumors of the lights not coming back on, people using generators, the infrastructure not being rebuilt fast enough. People are worried that the next hurricane is going to come and just tear everything apart. Can you just build us the picture, paint the portrait of what Puerto Rico is right now? 
Yeah, so obviously the problems Puerto Rico had before were exacerbated after Hurricane Maria. So yes, you still have, even though they're few, but you still have some Puerto Ricans without power and a lot of Puerto Ricans struggling. The thing is that Puerto Rico came into the conversation a lot after the hurricane, but Puerto Ricans were very well aware of the problems before the hurricane. So you're talking very high unemployment, you're talking people with very few opportunities and a $72 billion debt that Puerto Rico has been in and a government that cannot pay that debt and that is taking on austerity measures that really hurt the people. So even though, you know, the mainland and people outside of Puerto Rico are now talking about it, this is something that has been hurting Puerto Ricans for a long time. So people are just trying to recover from that, especially after the hurricane. And yes, I know that a lot of people coming into Puerto Rico are now seeing it as an opportunity. But as you mentioned, you know, saying that people just think that Puerto Ricans don't understand what blockchain technology is and how it can help them. For a lot of Puerto Ricans, it just looks like a bunch of people invading their space, buying up property that they can't afford anymore. And you have Puerto Ricans having to leave their land to go to the United States for opportunities. And then people with a lot of wealth coming into Puerto Rico and taking it over. And the optics of it are just not good. And with it comes a lot of pain and suffering for Puerto Ricans. The hurricane was already almost a year ago. September 20th. It's already been a year ago and people are still without their power? Yeah, there's still a few people without power. Uh, last time I was there was in May and it was not hard to find people without power. So I, I did a story where I interviewed people who still are depending on generators. What are some of the issues that people are seeing with the influx of this crypto rich money? What is the word on the street? How are they looking at it? It's not, is it just invade their land? Are they equating that to lower taxes and what have you? Or what's their viewpoint? Yeah, so Act 20 and 22 have been controversial from the beginning. Uh, these are laws that were put in place in 2012, and they were seen as a favor to people from outside of Puerto Rico to come in and basically use Puerto Rico as their playground. Because even though the government's saying, you know, this is going to help our economy, this is going to create jobs, it's now been six years since the laws have been in place. And Puerto Ricans are not quite feeling the effect that the government promised, especially after the employee requirement was taken away. So uh, first, businesses were required to create jobs with these laws. Now they don't even have to do that. So they have been controversial from the beginning, especially when you pair that up with the austerity measures that Puerto Ricans are seeing. I mean, because of the debt, now Puerto Rico has an oversight board that has to approve the government's budget and their economic decisions. So this board is recommending things like cutting pensions for people, workers losing their benefits, closing hundreds of schools. So again, this comes with a lot of pain for Puerto Ricans and they're seeing the government as an entity that is favoring wealthy people and not so much regular Puerto Ricans. Can you go into a little bit about the debt and the austerity measures? Yeah, so again, $72 billion of debt some Puerto Ricans and activists have been calling for this debt to be audited. They believe that they should not be the ones paying the consequences because they believe a lot of the debt is illegal. So uh, they, there have been calls for this, but no real sense or feeling that there will be justice when it comes to this. But again, um, because Puerto Rico is in such deep debt and they were going to come after Puerto Rico to pay this debt, 
then what the government under Obama decided is that they were going to go ahead with this law called PROMESA. And what this did was create this oversight board. So a lot of people were calling this a very colonialist measure where you have the United States, which is the mainland for the territory of Puerto Rico, saying now we're going to oversee your decisions because clearly you cannot manage your own island. So from there uh, is where all these austerity measures are coming. What are some of the laws that were in place with the acts of Act 20 and 22 in 2012? You said capital gains and corporate tax? Corporate tax. Yep. So think about it. I mean, in the United States, you have a 35% corporate tax. In Puerto Rico, that goes down to 4%. So that's huge for people uh, trying to put up businesses. And then you're talking about a 0% capital gains. And that is huge for people who have made a lot of money with crypto. Mm-hmm. So... I was in Puerto Rico in March where there, um, when there were a couple of conferences for crypto and blockchain, and I just kept hearing this over and over. You know, Act 2022, this is amazing. You're never going to get an opportunity like this. Sure, you can get a lower tax rate in other countries, but in Puerto Rico, you are within the United States. You don't even need to get another passport or, or go outside of the United States to benefit from this. So it was really hailed as something that was wonderful and great and uh, people should take advantage of. And Alberto Baco, who is the person responsible for this law, was there uh, as in... At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. As a guest talking about this law, And, you know, he came under fire because he uh, did speak about this law and about the critics of this law and called them losers and people who had just not been able to accomplish much in life. So, again, it just it's for Puerto Ricans, it just seemed like the government was very intent in helping people who already had wealth. 
and not so much people who were struggling. So this has been in place since 2012. uh, But now it's back in the public eye and people are talking about it because of the crypto community and because the crypto community has been talking about it so much and inviting other people people to, to Puerto Rico to take advantage of this and add to that the fact that there's a lot of cheap real estate in Puerto Rico right now, especially after the hurricane, and this beautiful island with beautiful beaches that you can buy an oceanfront property for a fraction of what it would be somewhere in the United States that even compares to a place like that. So again, you're telling this to Puerto Ricans who want to stay home, who want to stay in Puerto Rico, but can't afford to do so. Mm-hmm. What are the requirements to take advantage of this law? And I'm not looking <laughs> or what have you, but yeah, you say capital gains, but uh, and it's tax exempt. But is there a threshold like one million or five five million or an investment or buying property? What is what are the requirements? That I will have to double check. I don't know exactly, but I know there was a requirement before to uh, buy a residence in Puerto Rico, and then that was taken away. Um, but one of the requirements is that you have to live in Puerto Rico half the year. So as long as you live there 183 days, then you're able to take advantage of this. And then there's a list of other requirements, including like a $5,000 annual um, donation to charity. Uh, But again, one of the major requirements, which was to employ at least five people, that was taken away. Mm. So then the whole point of this law was to create jobs in Puerto Rico. So critics would say, what about that? Now they right. don't even have to do that. So basically anybody that has a little bit of crypto cash can just go over there, hang out for about 183 days, withdraw their money, their crypto into their Coinbase account or whatever, to their bank accounts in the, in the mainland United States, not claim anything, well claim, but not pay any tax on that capital gains, don't have to employ anybody, just chill, drink cerveza in Puerto Rico for the, for the rest of the year. It's a little bit more complicated than that. There are some requirements, and the employment requirement was uh, for the law about corporate tax. The capital gains is uh, they're both Act 20 and 22, but they're two different laws. But essentially, yes, that that is the way that is seen in Puerto Rico. You know, it's really easy for people who have this wealth, especially in the crypto space who just acquired this wealth to move to Puerto Rico and be able to spend their wealth here without really contributing much. Like we mentioned at the beginning, you've spoken to Brock on numerous occasions, if I'm correct. What is Brock's take on this? What is the crypto community's take that's sitting there in Puerto Rico right now, drinking their cervezas, saying, look, we are actually creating an economy. We are creating something that people don't, they, they can't think about, comprehend right now because blockchain is so new. Just give us time. What is Brock saying? What is the community saying? Yeah, so I had to sit down with Brock kind of with that intention, you know, obviously he knows that the feelings are not the most welcoming to him and other people like him moving to Puerto Rico. So I said, explain it to Puerto Ricans. This is what I'm hearing. What do you have to say to this? And what Brock says is I'm here in service. I'm here to help. I'm not here to take advantage of Puerto Rico, quite the contrary. But again, for Puerto Ricans who just, it feels familiar to have someone come and take over, they don't see it as such. So, yeah, I mean, you speak to Brock and and he kind of, that's the message he continues to repeat. But when you go to the conferences, I mean, Brock is one person. At these conferences, you're talking to everyone who wants to pay to be in that conference and you're telling them, hey, these are all the advantages you can take in Puerto Rico and you can move here and it's going to be great for you. And 
it's just a very stark contrast be, between the people who can take advantage of that and the ones who are in Puerto Rico who can't afford to live there. Who else is on the island right now that is might be of fame and fortune in the crypto space? Let's see. Aside from Brock Pierce. See, I don't, I'm not that familiar with all the big names. Brock would be able to tell you that. I have read in some of the uh, publications that have interviewed Brock where he talks about uh, some of the people that he has invited and some of the people who have moved there since. So I can't really pinpoint any recognizable names, but I do know that sometimes he puts out calls saying, you know, we need more people to move to Puerto Rico and kind of build Puerto Rico again. Uh, so again, that just, it, it kind of sends a message to Puerto Ricans that someone from outside needs to come save them. And that obviously doesn't sit well with them. Has Brock ever laid out a roadmap for his plans for Puerto Rico? I personally haven't seen it. We didn't get into that in our conversation. He does talk about donating everything he owns. So he talks about donating his $1 billion to Puerto Rico. But I did read in the Rolling Stone magazine who just interviewed him where, you know, they talk about him not having laid out a plan. He just talks about donating the money. But that's pretty much all we've really heard. What do you think of the potential of blockchain for Puerto Rico? Brock Pierce has mentioned in the documentary that was on our Facebook community, uh, link is in the description, mentions things like Puerto Ricans are getting taxed 30% for using solar panels. Brock says blockchain technology can help change that, can skirt those government restrictions, and you can have, like for example, solar panels, sell extra energy to your neighbor and create a whole little little community ecosystem. Do you think there's real potential for blockchain in Puerto Rico? I would say that innovation is very much needed in Puerto Rico. I mean, when you have such an aging um, electric infrastructure and the need to just have things restored and for Puerto Ricans to feel safer, especially during hurricane season, I think that blockchain would possibly offer an opportunity for that. So when you talk about these businesses uh, based on blockchain that are talking about powering communities, especially with renewable energy, I think there's a real opportunity there. And when talking to my friends, you know, I've been reporting on blockchain and crypto and I talk to them about the potentials and how it seems like something exciting that can really give power to people, especially when the government's not responding. So yes, it is very new in a place like Puerto Rico. And I don't think a lot of people are jumping on it, but I do think there are people interested in it and people involved in technology in Puerto Rico who have already created associations related to blockchain who want to take this on, who want to see where are the opportunities for Puerto Rico to really grow when it comes to blockchain. Right on, right on. Bianca Grolo, 10 News, WTSP. Thank you for coming on Crypto 101 and giving us some facts. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Crypto 101. Thank you, Bianca, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. The reason why I wanted to have this conversation is because of the video and the video's influence on the Crypto 101 community. Over 100 comments back and forth talking about rich people, poor people, capitalism, colonialism, and the responsibilities that people in the crypto community have. There's a lot of companies out there making big claims. There's a lot of people saying that they want to do well and do good. But when you see these situations, I think it's not only up to the news agencies to report or the news outlet to report. It's up to us, 
the average consumer, the people, to understand, to get educated, to learn, and to speak about how we want our technology, our investments, our contributions to roll out these technologies in the future. Who do we want to represent them? How do we want our contributions represented? And what are these technologies going to do about these situations? Are they gonna live up to the hype? Are they gonna live up to the promises? If you have a company, for example, that allows you to monetize your solar energy that you have from your solar panels on your house and sell it to your neighbor, are they gonna set up shop in Puerto Rico? These are the conversations that we need to have. I hope that we get involved with all of these conversations revolving around the blockchain and how the technology is gonna progress and we hold people accountable for that progression. Thank you very much for listening and we will see you in the next episode of Crypto 101. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.